Yep. That was that was pretty much it. You know, I worked for eight months to find what I was really comfortable with. It took me a thousand trades to get to my first hundred thousand. And in those a hundred in those a thousand trades, because that those are a lot of trades, in those I was able to find my personality, yeah. taking my singles and finding the right strategy for me. And then after that, it was just repeating what I learned about myself and scaling up and sizing up into what what I learned in those eight months. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. A absolute milestone milestone episode um, and it's a, we're very proud and privileged to have Mariana on. She's made 1.15 million across roughly two years, full time from September 2019. She is the first ever Tim Sykes uh, challenge female millionaire. And, um, and we were getting a lot of millionaires. I mean, we had like Michael Goods, we had Tim Grittani and we had Jack Kellogg and Kyle Williams, but like there was a lot of male numbers stacking up Mark Crook, but we never had the female and the first ever female is, is Mariana. So how does that feel? Hi, thank you guys for having me on the show. This is like one of the original shows I ever watched when I first started trading. So That's great. it means That's a so lot. Great. Oh, it's awesome. Um, it feels great, you know, because when I was at the conference at the 2019 conference, you know, everything felt so, so far away when you're just sitting in one of the seats, you maybe may not imagine yourself in that spot, but when it actually happens, you know, you were just, you just get so inspired. And I think you can inspire so many people too, to do the same thing. If you put in the work, it feels awesome. Um, Did you have this, uh, knowledge then at that conference like did you go to the conference because you were you said initially you started in 2018 so did the conference was that your kind of hey I'm really going to get serious about it now yeah so I started in 2018 right after high school my dad was the one that got me into it he wanted me to like find a job where I could be independent for myself so he was like no you you cannot go to college like you're just not going to he had me reading a bunch of finance articles but you know nothing made sense to me at the time I knew nothing about economy or just anything made sense and in one of the ads that was when Tim Sykes popped up and it made sense my dad already knew about Tim Sykes so he was like yeah you can you can join the challenge of course like if, if you're willing to put in the work so I started in 2018 I watched a few videos but I don't know I was so overwhelmed by so much information that I'm like, nah, I'm just happy to do it. So uh, I went like on a trip, like didn't bother to do anything in 2018. And then 2019, I got back and I was like, you know, like I need to get serious. And 
I kept I kept following Tim like on Instagram and everything and I just kept seeing all of these young traders so I'm like dad can I go to the conference in 2019 so he was like yeah of course so seeing it in person that's I think what got me the most inspired was just seeing everything so real and that's when I started full-time after the conference pretty much can I can I just ask you like what do you have any idea what you, what you were going to be doing like if it, if you weren't going to be like a full-time millionaire trader like what what would you be doing like what would your job be honestly um I have no clue I always liked the the idea of like being a doctor and stuff but my mom is older school so she was not very into the not go to college you know, and start doing this thing. So she was more into, yeah, being a doctor, being a lawyer, that's something that is successful. I'd like you to do that. So behind my mind, I was like, you know, being a doctor, having a degree, that sounds pretty successful to me. But to my dad, I was like, no, you're not doing that. So that's when I was like, okay, I'll start reading and researching about something that would make more sense to me. What does your dad do? My dad is also like long-term investing. So he knows a little more about it, owns his own company. So it's more independent. Yeah. His entrepreneurship seems to be a way of life for him. Mm -hmm. Um, From from what I understand, you're more on the OTC side. So I'm curious to know what your dad thinks about you long in these Mm -hmm. terrible, terrible companies. Like, He understands it since the beginning. He knew like what trading was, but whenever I like tell him all of these going up a thousand, six hundred percent, he's like, what? Like, is that even (laughs) real? You know, because he even has some penny stocks that he's long and they're not doing very good, but he knows what it is, you know, but knowing like whenever I talk to him about patterns and actual strategies, not just holding and hoping that opens his eyes and he always asks me questions about it. He's always interested in what the OTC thing is. He thought maybe if I traded like the SPY and the Dow, maybe that's where like the real money was. But when I started explaining what I actually did, it started to like make sense to him. How about your mom is making sense to her now? No, (laughs) you know, (laughs) she knows what I do. My emotional support. She's, how, how, is she giving you that now? Yeah, she, since the beginning. Okay, that's I awesome. always had both of them for emotional support. How, how much now, do you Mariana? think? Sorry. Sorry? How old are you now, Mariana? I'm 20. I turned 20 in October. How, how much do you think their support has helped you, your parents, having your parents' support? A lot. It's helped me a lot. I didn't have the confidence in when I first started trading and they were like like the ones that kind of told me to like keep trying treat it like college you don't have to make money right away and knowing that trading involves so much emotion and you know that in every single every single day it's a different emotion so having that some someone to like talk to is something that has definitely helped me in trading because it just eliminates that part of discouragement. Yeah. What uh, informs the discipline? Sorry? What informs your discipline? My discipline, I think it has always been 
since like I was a little girl, you know, because it's always been the same routine that I have every day that, that I don't know, like from bringing the outside world into the market, being disciplined in your life can also help you being disciplined in your plans in your trading plans, what you, how you want to execute following them. I think that that has helped me a lot in trading too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, uh, before you were the first female millionaire trader, you are, you are billed by many as the, just the most consistent, the most consistent mm-hmm. trader who never took big losses. Um, wow. is, there, is there something to that? Is there something that you see that other people don't? Or is there some advice you can give to others, such as me, who slips? <laughs> Since I first started, I think that was always like a thing for me, you know, since that's why I kind of like started finding more consistency in OTCs because I know I knew that there was just little risk. And that's what I did since the beginning. I knew that I was going to be wrong and I knew that most of my plans weren't going to work out. So when I just didn't, when I just didn't see that my entry was right, I would cut and just re-enter again because it's okay. I can always reevaluate plan I wouldn't want to be fighting it or being emotional about it I would rather just get back in if it if it is going to show me the right plan and I think that's what I always did I thought taking smaller losses was like the best way to keep in the game you know because I was just learning my my personality I was learning my strategies I didn't know much about the market so I knew that taking little losses and locking in my singles as fast as I could before they would turn into losers was a way to build up until I found my personality and what I truly felt the most comfortable with trading. Can I I just ask like what did you feel most comfortable with because I don't like Tim Sykes is pretty you know he's like an OTC guy kind of as well and was it like the panic dip buys the the multi-month breakouts like what 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 like I think what a lot of people want to know is where did you make this million dollars from? Like, like how is it repeatable? Yeah. So I first started going long NASDAQs because I thought that was the right way. And it was just not consistent. It was up and down everywhere kind of. So then um, in one, in like, in one of the things I noticed that I was chasing strength all the time, I was buying high day breaks in every single NASDAQ. If there was a breakout, I was there. And guess what happens? It's not going to go straight up for my buy. It's going to dip. So what was I doing? I was selling the dip. So there was just no consistency at all. And I was just expecting some crazy returns like right away. But then uh, that's when I reached out to Jack and I was like, hey, what am I doing wrong? Like I'm buying the breakouts. Isn't that what Tim Bertani says in trading tickers? Like I... I mean, they still go up, but I'm selling on the dip. So he was like, what do you think all of these guys are doing? They're buying dips before the breakout or they're they're buying it after it confirms. So then that's when my mindset shifted onto stop chasing the strength because you know you're going to be selling on the dip, buy the dip. And that's just what I started to do. Started a dip buy and focused on OTCs. And that is when I started finding what was comfortable for me. Panic dip buys are my favorite and 
dip buys in general. Like I, I don't want to be buying high day rates anymore. It just does not work for me. I just cannot find the right risk level. But instead, when I shifted into the panics and started getting my way around them, January and February were really good for the strategy. And that is when I felt comfortable with scaling up on those. Like just one last thing and I'll let, I'll let Kim come back in. But I mean, how obvious, like how obvious is it to like find a super strong daily, like a multi-month breakout or a multi-week or a multi-day? So you're looking for the strength of the bigger picture, but then you're just looking for the weakness, looking for the dip into a day because you know the big picture is going to work out, but you're just looking for that dip. I mean, in, in retrospect, it's kind of obvious, but a lot of people miss a lot of things, right? Like, is, is there something that people are missing? Because people think there's a secret flavor or a secret sauce. Is some, are people missing something or is it just repeating the process? I think it's just repeating the process and finding like what makes you comfortable because there are a lot of people that are very profitable on buying breakouts and finding good risk. But for me in the beginning, I was not willing to take wide risk on yeah. any of these trades yeah. because I, I, I didn't see the potential return yeah. or the type of risk that I was taking. You know, if I was risking a lot, then I knew that I was going to take a loss because just while watching your loser, just keep going, growing and growing. You're like, when is it going to come back? is it even going to come back, you know? So, so I stopped doing that. And instead I tried a different thing that was maybe finding uh, something that was close to the risk that I wanted to take and then letting it work and just taking my single when I had it. And then when I found my personality, that's when I started to grow more because I knew what worked best for me. Mm. What I'm hearing in you is that you are really clear on who you are and what makes you feel comfortable. And you never stopped until you found that. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. You know, I worked for eight months to find what I was really comfortable with. It took me a thousand trades to get to my first 100,000. And in those a hundred, in those a thousand trades, because that those are a lot of trades. In those, I was able to find my personality, yeah. taking my singles and finding the right strategy for me. Yeah. And then after that, it was just repeating what I learned about myself and scaling up and sizing up into what what I learned in those eight months. So I've never heard anybody in all this time, Mariana, say, find my personality. That is just, that to me is your jewel, is that you are very clear on your personality, what makes you feel comfortable and like at home. And that became the place that you just kept seeking like a, like a missile. <laughs> you just have like honed in on like, it's gonna be one thing and this thing that works for me. Well done, girlfriend. That is huge. Thank it's you. huge. It's just like such uh, emotional intelligence. It really, really is not fighting City Hall. You know that saying about you can't fight City Hall? Like how we're built is sort of City Hall. So why fight it? Find out what's going to make you feel like it is something that's similar to your way of operating. Do you, do you think 
you knew this as you were looking over those thousand trades? Do you feel like you were in search of that? Or was it I, just your natural, were you conscious to that? Yeah, I was trying to find something that I could scale up in the, in the coming months. So I tried to take as many panic dip buys as I could. And I took losses, I took gains, and I just kept learning from it. And that just, I don't know, it just, it just felt right to be trading that same pattern for me. And then when I try and buy a high day break or whenever I try to do any other strategy, it just didn't feel like it was the one that I wanted to grow my account with because it, it just, I don't know, it just had less consistency for me and all of the stats that I had. So are you saying in those first thousand trades, you were not looking for profitability. You were looking for consistency. Yeah, exactly. No, I wasn't trying to go for big gains or anything because I knew I was most likely going to be wrong if I was new. So why am I going to try and go for really huge trades if I don't really even know like how the market really really even works. I have yeah. no screen time, no yes. experience in any of it. So just taking it, like Tim Sykes says, one trade at a time. Yeah. And that's when you start to really learn about the market, the process and the sizing, because everything yeah. is different. I was using the same size on all of those trades in the beginning. And after that, that's when I started to expand more. I'm just curious, like, I feel like we're, t we're talking kind of a lot about technicals and I'm just wondering like how, how much, how much the fundamentals weigh into your trading because in OTCs, there's almost none. And, 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 and in NASDAQ, like, like if there's good news, you're going to see it posh or if, you're going to see strength if there is strength, do you know what I mean? So. Just curious what your view on fundamentals is right now. I have no clue about fundamentals. <laughs> I, was, like, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. No, I I trade the chart. I trade the pattern. And that is what I care about the most. Sure, in the future, that is something that I would like to learn. But right now, trading, trading the chart and the pattern is what has got me to where I am, but I do think they are important and it just gives you a huge edge. But mm. while wow. all of that time, you know, all of the OTCs were like on fire. So I think that's just what worked for me then, but sure, it's yeah. something that I would like to look into. I saw the SEC DVD like twice by Matthew Good. Like uh, you watched it, you got through that thing. You actually got yeah. through that thing. I actually did. And I you. It, like... it took me a while, but yeah. <laughs> Like I, I used to watch like two, three hours of that thing and be like, after three hours, I'd be like, what, what can I, can I write down on a, on a bit of paper, what I learned? And I, no, I after, couldn't write down one thing. Yeah, no, after, I, after I, I heard it, I, I was just looking through all the filings thinking that I was some genius, but <laughs> honestly, I, I wasn't. <laughs> but, but just just one last thing i mean look it, for me in otc's fundamentals don't matter like it's totally like structure pattern price action level to the chart and and to a degree like for nasdaqs it's like if you're short you need to know that the floats low do you know what i mean like you need to know that 
Um, it, if you're short and it's light volume, it's good to know there's a ton of dilution. But I mean, as a long trader, if that breakout's breaking out, then I don't really know. I can see how you've come so far without fundamentals. Yeah, and I don't trade Nasdaqs often either, so I'm not worried about the offering pre-market. But what, what do you feel you have? How how are you planning? First, have you celebrated? How did I celebrate it? Yeah, did you celebrate? Oh. And have you celebrated? Uh, so I had, my parents were away, so I, I called them and they came and gave me a big hug. Uh, that was, that, that felt nice. It was like very emotional hug. <laughs> and then, absolutely. and then I posted on Twitter also that, uh, Jack got me like a lot of flowers and I, a bunny and stuff like in like the trunk of his car. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I it was very cute. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And how about for you? What was it like for you to cross over into that millionaire, millionaire status? Like that day, I was having kind of like a tough time. You know, I think I was right on the day before midday. I was like, it just, I didn't feel the same. And then GameStop was the one that was running that day. So I don't even long NASA. So it was, it was kind of weird, but I went long some and then I sold into the spike for, and then that crossed me over a million dollars in profits. And I don't know, it was, it just like felt so good because I just wasn't expecting it that day. You wow. know, I was yeah. just yeah. trading what I knew and yes. I wasn't trying yes. to do anything different. I just knew that the pattern was there, but it, it was, yeah. it was awesome. That's fantastic. And for yourself, like, what have you did you have a goal of like hey i want to become a millionaire or do you think it was your I, i'm just curious if that concept of money it, it doesn't feel like that's a big motivator for you i mean ultimately i get it's a motivator but it feels like there's this uh dedication to your pattern so just tell me about kind of that emotional side of like how do you set the next goal for yourself for example so i started like, first of all, before I started, even started trading, I never even had a real job. Like I was just focused on school. So I didn't even know much about how much like people made or whatever, you know, it was just me focusing on getting through high school. So then when I started trading, everything was, I wasn't really focused on the profits because I didn't really even have like an idea of what I really wanted to do. I was just trying to learn it. And then once it started to become more real around January and February, you know, I set a goal and I said, I'd like to hit the goal because I, I joined the millionaire challenge for a reason, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that that's when, when everything just, I don't know, I started to learn a lot more. I'm like, yeah, that's a possibility. So I was thinking two to three years, I'd like to, I like to get over that goal, you know, and it happened a lot quicker than I thought, but I still wanted it in the short term to work towards that. Yep. Yep. What are you willing to share with us? Like how often you trade, what your day looks like? Uh, just like what time do you wake up? Just give us some of the kind of basics that people can say, wow, let me see if I can repeat what she is doing. <laughs> So um, I get up at 
around six and then I work out and then I just get behind the screens. I start with my watch list. I start with my plans and then 930 I'm trading all day. I'm trading right now during March. It's been pretty slow. So midday, maybe whatever it is, watch something, just relax or go out, but it's snowing out. So I can't go out, but yeah, whatever it is and then get back during power hour. But most of the time during February, I was trading a lot. Um, I took around 200 trades uh, per month. Wow. Uh, January and February, I took 200. But this uh, this month, it's only been like maybe like 40 trades that I've taken overall. It's It's been significantly wow. less. But I'm still always making a trade. Now I'm thinking more singles, more just staying consistent because you know it's March and it's just been a lot slower but and then after that I would just keep looking at the market and then just relax after hours but I I don't do I don't do much of partying or stuff yeah so you're sleeping well you're exercising you're taking eating healthy you're eating healthy do you feel that impacts your ability to trade the way you've been trading I think so. Well, I think that being healthy would just make you more awake, make you mm-hmm. think better, just yeah. helps your brain more because yeah. your brain is like getting your, your soup in. Yeah, you're, you're for sure. Thinking. Um, if, also, if people want to repeat like kind of the, the, the progress you've had, like I was just curious, like what's on your scanners? What are you looking for? Are you, are you trading these? one cent two cents three cents yeah the, the what is it mmedf or whatever the, the mushroom place and what's getting hot is it that kind of style yeah i'm trading every otc that shows me a pattern that i would like so any otc that is trading maybe more than one million uh, a day and then up more than 10 percent. you know the same thing that tim sykes also looks, looks for percent gainers and then keep it keep it on radar for a potential breakout in the coming days or a panic dip buy if it's up too much or a, a first red day. I don't short, but I will look for bounces. So I will keep everything that is OTC on watch. And then from there, I'll always keep it up on my screens and then react to them whenever they like present anything. You know, Steve and I have a question for you with something Mariana said. She's specifically talking about how many trades she takes per month. I, I don't feel like I've ever heard anybody speak like that before. Uh, well, I mean, look, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the DGENs, um, like I'm in a like I'm in a I chat a lot with like Papa John and Dan Irish and Jack Kellogg. And I, and I group them under the DGENs, and I'm a DGEN, there's no offense there. But I, I think they're like, I mean, I don't want to speak for Jack or whoever, but I know like Dan Irish and Papa are hitting like 10, 20 trades a day. And I'm often hitting like 10, 15 trades a day. So so Mariana's style is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me if I'm speaking out of 10. I think I think I'm right. I think I think that's how how the guys trade. It appeals to me, Mariana, that you are connected to the count, counting how many trades because it feels again somewhat uh 
like there's an organization to it. There's a sense of uh, what's the word boundary or template you're following. And that appeals to me because I'm a baby trader. You know, I've taken my one trade and I haven't taken another trade since. So I'm, I'm, I'm starved for that template and uh, the boundaries, like the, uh, what is that called on the roads? You know, those, uh, the safety guardrails, it feels like you have these safety guardrails and that's appealing. So go ahead, Stephen and Mariana too. I was just curious if that's something that potentially is wise. Yeah, I mean, I just like to have an idea. Profit Leo always shows me all of the stats. So it's just an idea about how, I don't know, just, for me, it gives me an idea of how the market is behaving at that moment. So yeah. if I don't have a lot of trades and I, I didn't take more like on the first week, it just tells me, okay, it's a slow market. I don't, I don't really want to like be pushing if I'm already taking less trades. I might as well until the market tells me otherwise. Yeah, no, you have a profound sophistication that like ten years on, I still don't have. Because um, mm -hmm. the most common mistake a lot of traders will make is it will get quieter and they'll push more size on worse setups where you some, and I do it, like I nearly did it a day, and you somehow have that nailed down where you don't do that. Like, I'm, and I don't know about you, Kim, is that like, you just, your human needs are met and you're a complete human and happy and you just don't need to have, like, how do you do it? Like, what's this? I just, I just don't get how you've got this crazy discipline. I, think I just wonder me, if it's your woman. I mean, honestly, because we don't have that testosterone coursing through our veins to, you know, that, that's part of what the studies say is that because women are just built a little bit different, uh, but please answer for yourself. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Tim. I think that uh, maybe it was like the way I built the foundation of being okay with consistency, that whenever it's back to a slow market, it's okay to be consistent and taking small gains and not pushing size because I'm used to it. So the past three months have been insane, but now we're back to like how we started, you know, just taking singles and selling soon. And I don't know, just cutting the losses really quick because I was already used to it in the beginning. And also, yeah, like I've talked to, um, to a few traders and they could also say that being a woman can help a lot because, uh, I don't know, we think a lot before we do stuff. So maybe we're not, maybe we're not like, oh yeah, I need to like make a million next trade. Exactly. You know? exactly. We have tendency, I think in general, just because of the culture we've been raised in to be very, uh, you know, big picture where we look at the big picture and not perhaps, you know, we don't, we don't feel like it's gonna define us in a way that I think men, unfortunately, culturally feel the gun to their head that that will define them. And we're like, no, no, this won't define me. Like it, it, it's more accepting. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, of maybe having slow days, just not always having to have huge gains. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But the, the, there's certainly nothing wrong with having a slow day. I mean, you, you get to the point, fortunately, and like you're well then. And even I'm there where like 
it's a, a quiet day is a day of doing nothing and being lazy, which is kind of cool when you work so hard for so long. But I think a lot of new traders don't don't really see that. Uh, Mariana, I'm curious when when are you joining the short side? I'm interested. <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, or would it? Or would it? <laughs> I mean, I'll keep you guys updated. But I'm trying to open up a shorting brokerage soon because nice. I do think that there's a lot of potential in the short side after just taking a lot longer to get that. I, I mean, I wish I had it for a long time, but also a lot of stocks didn't go down for like three months. So I'm that okay was, with not having it. Yeah. So that was a tough time. I think, I think it even helped me, you know, not, not having to fight everything because everything was just kept going up, but yeah. I am interested. I think that being the most well-rounded you could be, because there's just so many strategies that you can just see whatever pops up and if it if like i understand it then sure i'll take it i'll trade some nasdaqs on the short side also but only when e-trade has shares so that will be a yeah. lot but there's a lot yeah. of good opportunities to there what what is your advice to new traders what what would you say are the top three or four things they need to know and practice i think it's just the basic Tim Sykes, whatever Tim Sykes teaches, uh, take singles, lock in gains, don't focus on the money size, focus on consistency and take it one trade at a time. You know, it's the exact same thing he says. I think they're also important. Just no need to rush it. If you, like I, I said, in, I think in one of my tweets too, you know, if, if you're going to be trading for like, 30, 40 years um, more than it's okay to take a few years just to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It, I loved how you said that your, uh, the advocacy from your parents was to treat these first few years as your college education and not look towards being profitable right away. And it feels like exactly because if you did, because you did that, you did become profitable very yeah i didn't i had less pressure yeah yep. so i think that that obviously helped me because it took a lot of emotions off of my shoulder a lot of pressure mm -hmm. off my shoulders so i could focus on the small steps that it takes yeah. to be profitable yeah yeah i mean i mean look the, the thing that i really like about it is that um, trading is seen as like a male dominated arena and um, but like all of a sudden I see like a lot of women getting into it like I see a lot of women on Twitter um, and then these women are connecting becoming friends and stuff like that and then now there's the like first female millionaire like I mean how does it I don't even know what to ask I just want to acknowledge it I'm like like how does it feel to be like the, the leading figure the first one to do it uh, yeah I, I mean, I love it because when I first started, it was a lot harder to be inspired because I didn't have one person to look up to that. Well, I mean, I did, obviously, because all of the young traders were all inspiring to me. And that's what got me into trading in the first place. But I remember going to the conference and leaving right away because there were only guys. So who was I going to talk to? <laughs> like, that was just so intimidating. Did you and leave straight like, away wow. or you did not? Did you leave straight away? No. No, like I went up to get my tag 
and uh, I was just going to stand there and like uh, talk yeah, to all yeah, of these yeah. guys there, you know? So it's, I it's made a, a friend. So I, I made a friend. So I was like, oh, okay, good. But it was intimidating <laughs> just intimidating. not being able to, to like go up because I wanted to talk to all the young traders, like yeah. talk to all of them, but they were all like walking in like a pack. So I'm like, wow, I can't just like <laughs> go up to them and talk to them. Like that's just <laughs> awkward. So maybe it's just, maybe just, I mean, I'm glad to inspire all of these girls yeah. because I think that they can also do it too. And I think that we can have the discipline also and the preparation. Yeah. Uh, you, you totally need like a room at your own service. Like that's like female exclusive and it's like create like the, the next Only girls. That, that's like, <laughs> only that's girls. totally what it has to be. <laughs> But, but, you know, here's what's so amazing, and this is the way it is for every woman in any part of finance. Um, there, it is male-dominated, and the women that are able to hold their own, which you have done, Mariana, I mean, you have held your own sister, so well done, well done, and then some. And now you're going to teach so many, uh, because, look, you're... I mean, I think we should start the official fan club, Stephen. What do you think? We should just I'm, start I'm the, the first fan one in. Club if I'm allowed, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not allowed. Two. Maybe I'm, I'm like two. banned from it because I'm male. I don't know. No guys, <laughs> no Stevens. <laughs> just I'll change uh, to Stephanie. I'll just stroll in. Yeah, it's long enough now from this lockdown. But um, oh wow, Mariana, what's your Inspiring. future? What's your plan? Like, yeah, I mean, I know if yeah. I was you, I'd have a Ferrari in the drive right now. I wouldn't be able to help myself. And I, I would be like a dick. And people are like, he's a dick. And I'd be like, I am a dick, but whatever. It's kind of cool, I've got a Ferrari. But like, what, like what's your plan? Because you seem extraordinarily humble and grounded. I mean, um, my plan is to protect my gains because I know that the past few months, it has been easy for a lot of traders to make money. So I want to be able to keep it. That's my biggest yeah. plan. Yeah. And not take a huge loss that can, you know, draw me down emotionally. Like, I don't want that. I don't need that. And then life-wise, you know, just, I don't know. Like, I'm still 20. So, like, I, I yeah. still, like, like, I want to be able to like learn a lot more and just keep getting more knowledge from so many places that you can maybe even short and trade NASDAQs who knows I mean, I mean honestly you're not in a terrible position like you like you could be in a worse position than you are now like you're in a pretty good position to like figure out the next steps right so yeah mm -hmm. yeah living in Florida would be nice no snow. <laughs> just do it. I mean, you maybe do it. maybe that's in the future for you. <laughs> or Hawaii. Hawaii's not so bad, Mariana. The market time is terrible. This is true. This is true. The market time. This is part of my issue. Is I'm not able to get in there because of the time difference. So. Only trade power hour. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> this is the advice we give to all. Like just just see what's help. See what's helping you up all day. Multi month breakout. Take it long. Cover it the next day. I mean. That's it. it sounds and then go to sleep. Work. Yeah, just sleep. It will work. It probably will work as a strategy. Yep. Just, just who knows if the pre-market offering, but you'll be sleeping. So <laughs> it's fine. Matter. It'll get bought back up anyway. It won't even hold anyway. 
Mariana, <laughs> you are an inspiration. I'm so impressed with your uh, emotional intelligence. I mean, Thank obviously you. you have all kinds of intelligence here, but that is, I think, your winning strategy. It is your secret sauce. My secret sauce. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and, you. And just just before we go, like I, I want to say, like I'm I, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm positive that we'll meet one day. It'll be a Sykes conference. Oh, definitely. And, um, excited mm -hmm. to say hello. Excited to shake your hand and say well done. Um, but is like how many hours have you put into this? Like, yeah. like how much dedication have you put in? Just so other people like know to to get to this level. A lot. I remember that the first few months. Like I could literally hear Tim Sykes, like whatever I was doing, I already knew what he was saying. You know, it was, I would wake up videos, midday webinar, go to bed videos. You know, it was all day, every day, getting the screen time that I needed. I, I never really took any midday off or anything. I was just, just looking at level twos and charts and just going through all of the scans. Even if I don't trade them, I just want to get an idea of, how they look how they look for future references that's what I did in the beginning you know only focus and that was one of the things that helped me the most was that I was at my house I didn't have another job and I was in that position to do so so just yeah. get yourself in a position where you can you can make the most and watch the most that you can according to like your circumstances yeah, and so so you went full immersion, right? You just went like mm -hmm. full immersion, and, and you did it, it for a long time. So so I'm just curious, like, what was the driving force to go for? Because normal people, like, it might you may think you're normal. Normal people don't do full immersion. They don't they don't yeah. operate. They're not wired yeah. that way. That's true. Why did you have the drive? Like, what's behind it? What made you want to mm -hmm. go full immersion to to have the success? I think it was just knowing that. I had nothing else to do. <laughs> but is, is it, that's it no, but like the most, there's a bigger why, like, did you, did you love stocks? Like, is this your identity or? No, I didn't love stocks in the beginning. I didn't have the passion. I built the passion from. Yeah, that's interesting. From how much I actually liked it. And when I started to trade, that's when I started to build the passion. But I remember that when I first started, nothing made sense. Everything was just so overwhelming that, I don't know. It just, I, I thought that trading would fit my brother more than it would fit me. So wow. in the beginning, it was just something that I didn't have, but I knew that if it worked out, it could give me the potential that I needed and that I wanted. Yeah, so the freedom. I was, I would just stick to it and know that if it worked out, it was going to be, it was going to be good. And I knew that I would put in the work. So after the 2018 conference, I just got so inspired that I wanted to do it my my whole life. So that's just wow. what I did. And I took my time because there's not a lot to do up here where I live. So that's all I did. I was used to working really hard in high school too. So I was already used to that kind of when I just started that discipline that you showed in high school do you think that that's just your personality your temperament to be yeah. disciplined yeah to put in the best that I can into whatever I do really because yeah that's what I did for everything sports uh mm -hmm. health yes uh 
school, yeah, friends, you know, yeah. everything I did was like full and I would have no distractions because I knew when was the time to do it and when it yeah. wasn't. So I, I always had an organized schedule. Yeah, like you're, you're like born with pretty good like genetics, right? To just be good and be a doer and do all of the right stuff. Like I'm like studying being like, oh, should I buy a bottle of whiskey? <laughs> like, oh, I, I kind of want that bottle of whiskey. <laughs> oh, like, should I just go out and get really drunk? And then like, and then the next day I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so hungover, but I need to study. Like you're born with like no devil on your right side. That's how it seems. <laughs> Yeah, it has a lot to do with the way that I was raised too. You know, my mom is the exact same way I am. Yeah. Whenever she yeah. does something, she does it like ten times. You know, it's like wow. a lot. Yeah. Same same yeah. as my father. So it was just something that I grew up like seeing. Mm -hmm. That it just it just kind of like seemed right to put everything into whatever I was doing, and I knew that. Uh, also, like everybody around me was also very happy that I was starting to trade and do everything. Wow. So that also like pushed me more to like show them that I could yeah. do it because they yeah. were by my side. So I wanted to give them good news. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It's really beautiful. Really beautiful. Well, this has just been, um, you've given me so much inspiration, girl. I can't even tell you. Awesome. Really, really, really impressive uh, human being and just wise beyond your years. Really wise beyond your years. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Again, I'm glad to inspire you. I you really definitely I'm just curious how your brother's doing. My brother's playing video games. How is he straighten? Not, not, not nothing special. No, <laughs> not, yet, not yet. He's playing video games. I mean, I think it would be a great fit. You know, I think it would be a great fit for him because he's been playing video games forever. Is so. he older or younger? Younger. Okay. He's my little brother. Well, not very little, but he's taller yeah. than me. But okay, you know, little yeah. brother, and he yep. only plays video games. So maybe in the future, who knows? Get him in the game. It would be great. He might, he might after what he's watching his sister do, he might be inspired to just consider. Just do it too. Just do it too. Why not? Any other questions, Stephen? No, no, it's a wrap. I'm just, uh, I think what you've done is awesome. And, um, and, and thanks for the great interview. Yeah. Thank, Thank you guys you. for having me on the show. I've been watching it forever. That's so great. So great. Well, we're going to have you back. So we're, we're going to, we're going to check back in perhaps in like three to six months, stay in touch and uh, we'll have you back on. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Terrific. Thank you. Terrific. Yeah. Thank you. Do you right, want to close it I up? I guess um, that's been the Steady Trade podcast and, and Mariana is the most steady of traders out there ever yes. in history. So um, the name is dedicated to you. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming on. Yeah.